Welcome to the People Purpose Podcast, the show that explores all the ins and outs and the challenges and opportunities HR people managers and all people face at work every day. My name is Julie Devlin. I'm here with my tall co-host. Yeah, and we're on the same level, Chaz Fields. We're not on the same level. Well, I mean, the chairs are on the same level. Oh, I'm not talking about that. Oh, that's a good point. (laughs) You're so much better than I am. Oh, stop it. (laughs) Um, Hey, Julie. Today's a little bit different, okay? Yeah. Uh, today, as I posted yesterday on social media, and we recorded a podcast that we'll release after this late last night uh, in the wonderful lounge of our hotel. <laughs> we got a lot of dirty looks. We are in our in the office for a first-time experience. A first-time experience. Now, right. this first-time experience happens to be with our young professional program, Elevate. <laughs> So we have about 60-ish people here, a few online that are checking uh, us out, if you will. Yeah, that came off completely. Yeah, that came off completely wrong. Yeah, yeah, that came out completely wrong. No, they're watching us record a live podcast. We're going to do Q&A, and then uh, we're going to talk a little bit about what we're going to talk about. So um, this is really, really special. So Julie, tell me something good. Well, yeah, something good is that, one, we're together. This is the second time we're recording a podcast that we're actually in person together yeah. in the last two days, which is a lot for me, but I'll live. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> we like to give each other, uh, you know, heck. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, something good, I, you know, I'm just really excited that we're here with all of you, uh, with the Elevate folks um, here in, in Indy. And, uh you know, we're going to have a good discussion today. And uh, my something good is, is you know, giving back a little bit. I, I enjoy having conversations like this and helping other folks grow. Uh, we're going to talk about growing your career. Um, and uh, yeah, that's my something good. Yeah, I think that's mine too. It's always good to be back in my home state. I am a Hoosier. I don't know what that other school is. Uh, there in West Lafayette. I've never heard of it. <laughs> what but, school is that? Uh, no. <laughs> no. No, if, you, any of you, if, if any of you are listening and you go to Purdue, my yeah. apologies. And, and we have to give a special shout out to Molly. If you remember Molly last year, Molly yes. Chastity, last year she helped us plan an episode, mm-hmm. which helped grow her career. Now she's in the Elevate program. That's right. So, and we take all the credit. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, so as we do every episode, we start with the business stat of the day. Julie, what is that business stat? Yeah. So I don't, it's not really a stat per se, but I thought that I'd give our, our uh, listening audience a, a little glimpse into UKG itself. I'm not really sure that we've done that uh, on the podcast. So UKG has over 70,000 customers. That's a lot of customers. Yes, it's a lot of customers. Uh, And that's across how many countries do you think? Uh, I should know this. You should know it. I know. All right, I'll tell you, 150. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah, 150 different countries. So, you know, what we do at UKG is we really champion great workplaces and and you know we help them to realize what's possible when they invest in their people and you know that's partly what this program is about right so it's not so much a stat i would say um but elevate the elevate program itself is focused on uh recruiting talented and diverse folks like yourselves in our audience here um who are early in their careers really help support and, and grow innovation within the UKG professional services team. So, um, our, you know, through the, the Elevate program, what the folks in that program do is, is they explore the latest, um, you know, HCM uh, technology trends and, and uh, you know, they're exposed to real life customer experiences and scenarios. And 
they get a lot of resources and tools. So, so yeah, so we're going to be talking about that today. Um, and the cool thing about it too, is they recruit, we recruit for Elevate directly from uh, colleges uh, and, and job fairs, student yep. groups and that kind of thing. So yeah, it's interesting because I was not a part of Elevate when I started at UKG and services. But what I realized rather quickly is not only is it a phenomenal recruiting element when we do it on campus, but you are doused with an exorbitant amount of business knowledge rapidly. Mm -hmm. And the cool part about it is I I remember when I stepped into my services role, you know, I had been in the workforce for a little while, but I, I realized if I could learn the technology, how quickly you could excel here Mm -hmm. and the whole program is designed just for that. So I think it's incredible. Um, so today we're going to talk about growing your career. Uh, what a what a prime opportunity that you said, Julie. Um, we really want to talk about specific tips. I think we've got five tips, uh, that, tips. that we're going into and, and really how we um, grew our career and maybe share some of those personal experiences, but also what we see elsewhere. Um, HR obviously plays a huge part in this, mm-hmm. um, but so do managers. managers and play a big I part. think the criticality of what we're going to talk about today is hopefully going to enlighten a little bit of, of our audience. Here yeah. And, and I would say, yeah, obviously, um, you know, our, our podcast is, is directed towards HR, business people, et cetera. So that's why we say HR absolutely plays a big part in this. But I think what's also really important to remember is that while other people play a big part in career development, you play the biggest part yeah, in your right. own career development. Right. And you're going to hear us talk about that today. Um, but it's really about the, the opportunities um, that you seize when you see those opportunities. And it's about thinking outside of the box. And I know that sounds really cliche, um, but it's a, also, you know, it's looking for opportunities to improve certain systems and processes where maybe, you know, somebody else didn't see that opportunity, but you do. And it's taking that rein and going for it. So, um, you know, what we're going to talk about today, of course, is not a complete list of things um, that you can do to grow your career. um, But just some of the things that that we've learned in our experience um, and maybe that that you all would be able to relate to um, our listening audience and and also the folks here um, in the room today. So, um, in terms of order of importance, there's certainly no order of importance here. You may want to dis, uh, decide what are your own uh, order of importance, yeah. right? Uh, you know, career development tips or tidbits, et cetera. So leverage your strengths, grow the areas of opportunity, right? Yes. So I, I'm not sure, Chaz, if we should maybe talk just briefly about our careers and our career trajectory. I said that word without stuttering. Um, it is early for you. I know it is. Um, do you want to? You want to start? Yeah. So uh, just briefly, I, I knew a guy. Uh, I, I knew a guy <laughs> who was you has a business degree and can you read construction prints? And I started in a business that uh, was inside plant and outside plant fiber optic construction. So. Uh, built stronger cell signals across Michigan, Indiana, and Kentucky, and what you now know as 5G for a Fortune 500 company. Um, I worked uh, through that job, learned more about business, and you know, the four years I did that, uh, 100-hour work weeks while I was finishing my master's in HR, uh, on call 24-7. My wife will attest to this when we lived here uh, in Noblesville which was a different level of work. Once I finished my master's, I worked briefly for an HCM tech company competitor uh, as an account relationship manager, uh, sold and developed relationships within that. 
when I was um, recruited. That sounds terrible to say, but I was recruited over to Kronos uh, to start as project manager. So project management in construction, finished master's, led to HCM Tech. Now I was a project manager in HCM Tech. And then this team from inception, uh, I developed some great relationships with our salespeople. Uh, I had some really hard projects that I cleaned up and changed and, and made sure that we delivered some great customer experiences. Uh, and from that point, I was asked to come to this job and do this job. Now, don't get me wrong. I had to interview and all of that, but now we get to do uh, yeah. speaking around the world. So, so the reason I, I say, you know, Chaz and I want to talk about our career tra- trajectory uh, is, you know, we are both uh, in the same role today, but the way that we got here was very different. Um, so for myself, um, I graduated uh, undergrad with an English degree before many of you were born. Um, and uh, I... You're not that yeah, old. No. That's what you were looking for. Yeah, no. Uh, Again, for the folks listening, we have a live studio audience today. Um, So, so yeah, so I graduated with an English degree. And when I went to undergrad, I thought that I wanted to be a teacher, Um, like a high school teacher, elementary school, et cetera. I took one course and I realized that's not what I wanted to do. Um, so, uh, I, I went through four years, got my English degree and I was like, Hmm, well, what am I going to do now? (laughs) Can't work in English. Right. (laughs) Um, and you know, I, I, I send a writing and that kind of thing, but, um, you know, one of the things about your undergraduate degree, no matter if you're utilizing that degree here, um, at, at UKG in this program, or for those of you listening, if you're utilizing your degree, you can always take things from it that you can leverage. Um, be that communication skills, be it networking skills, be it whatever, um, you know, critical thinking, that kind of thing. So, um, so I, uh, I, my, my, my dad was the one actually who said, well, you should go get a master's degree. And I was like, well, in what? He goes in human resources or something. I said, what's human resources? <laughs> and that's the truth. I had no idea what HR was uh, before I got into the master's program. Um, at uh, where I teach now, which is McDaniel College. And uh, I, I sort of the rest is history. I took a lot of internships um, in HR. I worked in corporate America, uh, got laid off actually when 9-11 happened. Um, yeah, that's, that was a long time ago. Um, but, uh, you know, got a lot of experience that way uh, through internships and uh, mentorships, et cetera. I also worked in fields that had nothing to do with human resources. I sold gym memberships for several months uh, with the beginning of my master's program. But it's those transferable skills, right? It's those transferable skills that really helped to grow my career. I was given an opportunity to start an HR department at an organization of which I grew that HR department over 17 years from about 150 employees to about 350 employees. Um, and it started out with me being an HR department of one. And I uh, you know, brought a lot of people on. We had, I think, five people on the HR team by the time we were, I, was, uh, I was finished there. So, you know, I learned a lot of what I do actually on the job. Um, and, uh, you know, I was very young when I took the position. I didn't know what I didn't know. And I relied a lot on networking. Um, and that's actually our, our first tip, right? Um, the way that I got here, um, it was through networking. Um, so I uh, had a, a friend who, who worked with, um, worked at Kronos at the time. Uh, and it was a networking experience because we were on a professional organization together outside of our employment. 
So it was really being a part of, you know, another group of like-minded individuals, getting to know those individuals, and then them, then them saying, well, you know, you'd be great to work at my organization. We want, I want to bring you into my organization, you know, because of whatever I see in you, or I think you'd be a good fit for this role. So <laughs> it actually took about five years for, uh, for her to get me to apply to what was then Kronos. Um, and, you know, it, it took a lot within me to take that leap of faith because I was in a place that was very secure. That was, you know, something that I knew, something that I was comfortable with. And when, you know, a lot of times, you know, you always hear those cliches, well, you know, you're not going to grow if you don't get outside of your comfort zone. And I, I'm a living testament to that. And I'm sure that for those of you listening, for those of you here in the audience, you could probably think of times when you did get outside of your comfort zone and how you did see some personal growth from that. And I think that's something that's important that you're going to continue to see. But networking itself is a no-brainer, right? Networking itself, it, it's again, you know, uh, we're not breaking any barriers here when we say, oh, to grow your career, you have to network. But really, are you doing it right is the question. Because networking, yes, when we talk about networking, LinkedIn is obviously important. The social networking, the online component, very important. But really, it's also important to get in the room, in person, with the right people whenever you have an opportunity to do that. Yeah, I love that. I, I, I mean, honestly, that's how I got my first job was networking. And what I love that you touched on there, Julie, is it wasn't, there's a difference in networking. There's a difference in me coming up to you and saying, hey, Nice to meet you. Let's talk. Let's figure out our common interests. There's another thing to network for your professional development long term. Mm -hmm. And and I think one of the keys to that is obviously find like-minded people who are in different companies, different organizations. And that's what you said. Um, And come to find out that person actually that brought you over at Kronos is a dear friend of mine, mutual dear friend. I remember when you interviewed I had to pull our boss out at the time to say, hire that chick. Hire that. Awesome. Hire that Chaz, chick. Chaz was awesome. in, my, in my interview, which yeah. is and, funny and, to this day. And it's, it's, <laughs> it, was, it was really special. But I, I love that you touched on transferable skills because you don't necessarily know where those are going to come from. Yeah. And you sought them out and you tried new things and you tried different things. And even though you took that leap of faith or what seemed like a risk to you. It was a risk. I would venture to say that you're probably thriving now, all because you started. Well, <laughs> yeah. And, and networking comes naturally. You're going to make connections, but sure. it's what you do with those connections that's going to make all the difference. Are you going to, you know, I'll, I'll tell you something. You know, we speak at a lot of conferences. I mentioned that um, before. And at the conferences, um, I, I ask my audiences sometimes, I say, you know, what is something that we don't talk enough or do enough in HR? And one of the comments I got really hit home to me. And the comment was networking after the conference. So when you're at those conferences, when you're in rooms like this, when you're at organizations where you're with like-minded folks, during that time when you're there, you're able to, you know, network. Oh yeah, we're going to get together. Oh, we're going to have lunch. Oh, we're going to, you know, get on a Zoom call, whatever. We're going to talk about XYZ. We're going to work on this project together. And then you leave the conference and nothing happens. And that's just sort of human nature. We all get busy, right? But it's about being intentional and taking that time and really making sure that you are following up with your connections, um, that you're following up with what you say that you're going to do. Um, and you know, even if the other person doesn't do it, (laughs) um, you know, I think that 
It's also important to be a part of those professional groups outside of organizations, but don't overlook the importance of getting into professional groups inside the organization as well. And those professional groups do not have to be necessarily related to what you're doing. This, This, again, is another opportunity for you to grow. I'll give you an example of something, you know, Chaz and I, um, you know, we don't, we're, we work alongside sales professionals. Okay. Um, and we are very heavily involved in sales processes from beginning to end and sometimes even after. Um, but we're not selling, we are not in sales, but we are going to take sales training. And the reason for that is because we want to know more about the ins and outs of what it is that of the people that we're working with and how they do their job. So we can help them consult with them to make sure that, you know, we're doing everything we can to make sure that they, you know, are, are doing the best they can do. Yeah. And that yeah. really is a great segue to, to point two and how important reliability and teamwork operate together. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, just because you're in services or just because you're in HR, just because whatever position you're in for our listeners, doesn't mean you shouldn't isolate yourself as an individual contributor. All right. As an individual contributor, you have the opportunity to team on a multitude of things. Doesn't just have to be within your space. With that, you also have to be the one to Elevate yourself. Shocker. Look at that. You see that? Was there Elevate a fun yourself. intention there? <laughs> Elevate yourself. Right? Elevate yourself in a way that, man, I really, really want to work with that individual because they're reliable. Right? Look, working is hard. Like just in general, people see a lot of what we do. What they don't see are the seven and a half hour travel days stuck in DFW airport when I was flying in on Sunday. Had the laptop open, doing things. But the cool part about it is when I work with others, Julie works with others, they know that when they reach out to us, they can count on us to do our job and vice versa. If I reach out to them. And what's really important is, you know, together, everyone achieves more. Julie, you remember those posters in elementary school? It's like together, everyone achieves more. Yeah. And as, Team. as cheesy as that is, There's a lot of truth in that. And I think UKG is a really special place that allows you to work with multiple people in multiple departments to learn, like you said, to learn about what the business is doing and how you grow. And I also think maybe we talk a little bit more about growth mindset. Yeah, we we will. But I want to mention about teamwork as well. In your organization, or I'm sorry, in your position, I want you to really make sure that you are... uh, that you're not siloing yourself. That's right. So at, in corporate America and really in any organization at where I was, uh, I worked in a nonprofit uh, as an HRVP. And I can tell you that there were segments of our organization that were siloed, meaning we don't work as much alongside of, of other stakeholders as much as we should, or we're making decisions without probably including people that need to be included. And this is not something that's intentional. It's not something that's done out of malice or we don't want to involve them. It's just that we get so stuck in our bubble um, as, as individuals, as teams, et cetera, that sometimes we just you know make those decisions and we don't include the different stakeholders that really should be included. So I think that you know to recognize that um, silos are a thing at work. Um, Silos are a thing in life too, but that's another conversation for a different podcast. Um, Yeah, and your (laughs) service. 
but you know, we have to make sure um, that we recognize when we are siloing ourselves and calling out when other teams are siloing themselves, not doing it in a mean way, not doing it in a mean way, um, but just making sure that we're communicating and having those conversations. And that leads us to, I think, our next topic or our next point, which is making sure that you're ha- you have a growth mindset. You want to talk about that? Yeah. So growth mindset, you've heard the term. There's a, there's a bunch of marketing and such around it. UKG, in fact, one of our principles is to have the growth mindset. It's always how do we enhance what we're doing day in and day out? That's one level of growth. The only way that that gets accomplished is if the collective body of workers or employees have that mindset. All right. So it's a delicate balance. If you get stuck in your bubble, sometimes it's really, really hard to have a growth mindset. I'll, I'll share with you. I'm not significantly older than you all, but I remember when I was I was younger, I had the wrong mentality of what I thought growth mindset meant. Okay, let me let me explain a little bit. I think um, because I relied upon the company to consistently maintain my career development, it was this idea of. Well, if I put in my time, I'm going to get promoted. If I put in my time, they're going to give me more money. And it was all tenure-based, right? That's not a growth mindset. That's not a growth mindset. You want to know why? Time doesn't mean I'm doing a good job. Time doesn't mean that I'm finding new ways to do things. Time doesn't mean I'm trying to uh, increase efficiency in certain areas of the business or finding a need to fill the gap. All I was doing was relying upon an organization to say, you know what, Chaz, let me give you a pat on the back. Good job. And then, okay, where's my promotion? Where's my money? Mm-hmm. That's not a growth mindset. Right. No, no matter no matter how, how great the organization that you work for is, you know, you still have to take control of your career development. That's right. Um, it's up to all of us individually. Now, that's not to say that you have to do it alone. That's right. You bring other people into the mix. But who would you bring, by the way? Who would, who would I you bring, bring into the mix? You? Oh, no, yeah. uh, I don't know. Um, I like. I mean, that's a that's a that's a hard question to answer just on a broad term. I mean, but you can, you know, obviously your manager, your manager's manager, um, managers at other, you know, other areas of the organization, um, mentors in your lives. You know, oftentimes we we want to grow our careers, we want to grow ourselves and we keep those things internal. We don't, we don't express them to other people or we express them to other people and we just sort of stop there. Right. So instead of just saying, Oh yeah, this is really, really what I'm, what I'm looking to do in the future, ask yourself, what are you doing to get there? What are you doing to actually take that step forward? It's the same kind of thing that I talk about to HR audiences. I say, you know, we, think a lot in HR um, about wanting to make changes, wanting to make positive change, wanting to take a step forward, but we don't take that step forward, just stays in our mind. Now, I'm not saying that any of this is easy, but what I am saying is that if you don't take a step forward and if you don't make a change, nothing is going to change. You may get lucky and have opportunities come to you, but in this day and age, and really (laughs) for all of time, so we have to make sure that we create opportunity where we see opportunity and, and ask for what you are looking for. That's right. Don't be afraid to ask. Again, you know, this is, I know this is easier said than done, but I think it's also about partnering and working for an organization. And obviously UKG is great with this, yeah. 
that allows you to take a growth mindset and that you surround yourself in an organization with people that are going to support you in your career development. I'll give you an example. There's somebody that works here at UKG um, that this is recent and uh, she's in marketing currently, and she, but she knows what she wants to do. This is not me, by the way. She knows what she wants to do um, in the future. And she knows that in order to be able to make that move in the future, she needs to get sales experience. So she's been in marketing for many years, okay? Um, and she recognizes, okay, I'm in marketing, I'm good at marketing, but I know that my future career plans are going to require me to get this experience with sales. So I need to get that experience. And I love working here at UKG. So I'd love to continue to work and get that experience here at UKG. So what did this person do? Made internal connections, had the conversation. This is what I'm looking to do in my career. This is what I'd like to do. This is where I've been here at UKG. This is where I see myself, et cetera. And then uh, had a conversation with, with her manager. And then, you know, her manager, while she was upset that she was going to lose a great employee, was like, you know, this is amazing. This is awesome that this is what you want to do. So and really just it sort of went from there. And now, you know, this person is going to uh, be in be in pre-sales. Right. Um, and and really have that opportunity to grow her career. But in order to do that, she had to have conversations, but also have the growth mindset within herself to know that what she was looking for in the future required her to take a step outside of the comfort zone. Because I'll tell you right now, going from marketing to sales is not the same thing. <laughs> and, and going from a, you know, a guaranteed you know, uh, amount of, of fixed income to you know, variable income based upon performance, that's a leap of faith. And you're investing in yourself. Right. So making sure that you're understanding that, that those conversations are important. I love, I love that you bring this up because the growth mindset is a choice, right? And, and to have a growth mindset, she said it without realizing what she said, is that a growth mindset also requires you to get uncomfortable. It requires you to be a little uncomfortable. And don't lose sight of that, because especially for those that are thinking about making a, a jump in their career at some point. The reality of it is everything is not easy. This life is not easy. Thinking about what you had to do to get here, even at UKG or in the position that our listener is in, you had to learn things along the way to show that you can do the job you're currently in. Now, when you think about, okay, do I want to be the best? Well, I have to grow. That means I have to be a little bit uncomfortable and make choices and changes that I'm not used to. And what I love about your story too, Julie, which is probably tip number four, and I know the person that you're talking about, which she's amazing, by the way. Um, I will say that individual also had a lot of patience mm -hmm. with that because that individual was in that in, in the marketing role for five years, right? Mm -hmm. um, but also a significant amount of flexibility. Every day, your job could change, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit about Well, that? it's also about when I when we talk about flexibility and I talk about flexibility in terms of career career growth. Not I, yoga. No. Okay. No, I think that flexibility with career growth requires you to understand that you may be asked to do things that are outside the scope of what you think you should be doing in your job. And it's whether or not you are willing to take on those different uh, you know, challenges um, or you know, nothing, nothing should ever be, quote unquote, be beneath you, right? Um, I, I'll give you an example. You know, at the organization where, where I worked, 
um, it's really about getting, it was about getting in and getting your hands dirty, if you will. And our CEO took that mentality, right? He took that, that mindset. Um, and on any given day, you would see our CEO doing something like vacuuming the office or, you know, helping to remove uh, trash from the office or, you know, helping to, uh, you know, just work on the front line, you know, those kind of things, right? So it's really about taking the reins and being flexible and understanding, especially too, if you're in a leadership role, um, that, you know, your, your people will feed off of your energy and your people will feed off of what they see you do. It's going to make them want to work harder because they recognize that, you know, you know, we're all in this together and that, and that's really how, how it should be. But, you know, it, it, it took us, I think when we talk about flexibility and we talk about patience, you know, things aren't going to happen overnight. Sometimes, yeah, you get lucky and they do, but um, it, it does take some time and it's timing is important. I mean, I think about this podcast. Yeah. Um, it took Chaz and I a year maybe a year, to a year, a year plus to get, to get this podcast going. Right. Um, and it took a lot of conversation. It took a lot of, uh, back and forth with different stakeholders at the organization. Um, a lot of trust, a lot of trust building. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we recognized that in order to get this right, we needed to be patient with the process. So I would recommend for those folks listening and for those here in the room to be patient with your own processes. Right. But also recognize when it's time to act, when it's time to make a move. Um, and, and you'll know that you'll know that. It, Trust your gut. Yeah. I think the last piece of that that I'll add before we get to point five and wrap up is you're going to have some really great ideas. Right. We've all been in meetings and, and situations where, again, you talk about finding that opportunity and creating that opportunity. It's like, oh, idea spark. All right, this is a prime opportunity for you to learn and programmatize things. And it's not going to be perfect. When you're not perfect, that requires a significant amount of patience and flexibility. We have this idea that when we deliver on something, it has to be perfect. You are not perfect. I am not perfect. Julie, you're almost perfect. Uh, but the idea behind it is when you have a good manager and you do some good networking and you build and use some of the other tools that we talk about, patience actually becomes easier. And flex it, you become more and more flexible because you can now see things a little bit differently. Mm-hmm not being stuck in that bubble. And all of a sudden that idea turns into a PowerPoint that then gets recreated into a program. That program is utilized across multiple entities of the business. Now, all of a sudden you've made a name for yourself simply because you were patient and flexible with your idea. Yeah. And it's also about filling the gap. We've mentioned that we've touched on this a little bit, but looking for gaps within your team, looking for gaps within the organization, looking for areas of improvement and suggesting areas of improvement. Here's the thing. You may be told no, but if you don't, if you don't ask, the answer is always going to be no. So I think, you know, I've been told no a billion times in my career, right? But you don't let that stop you. You don't let it stop you. And you also don't take it personally. <laughs> um, that's the other thing, um, you know, separating, separating feelings from business, et cetera. In this day and age, when we bring more of our authentic selves to work than ever before, and rightfully so, is sometimes difficult. But not looking at yourself as the victim all the time, um, I think, is really, really important. You know, the, we, we talk about filling the gap uh, wherever you see gaps that need to be filled. And 
for me, um, this comes into a uh, taking a mentality that I talk about with, to my HR audiences called present futurism. So present futurism is not about looking at the, the, the past. It's not about looking at the present, but it's about looking at the past and the present themselves to understand where you've been, where you are now, and taking those things and marrying them together to figure out where it is that you're going. So if you think about, say, a weather forecast, right? You're forecasting a storm. When is that storm going to hit? And I'm not comparing your career to a storm. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, if you think about it in those, in those terms, um, you know, you can say, okay, well, this is, you know, this is where, where we see things, where I see things going, and this is where it's going, we want it to be, if that makes sense. So it's just forecasting your career um, becomes uh, increasingly important. So, yeah. How you do that? I think I think the reality of it is, if you if you do well in the job that you're given, you will get more opportunities. Mm-hmm. More importantly, you have the opportunity to ask your leadership to volunteer for things that are outside of your scope. Yeah, right. And that's the critical piece. That if you have the growth mindset, you will do things outside of the scope of your work to be recognized. It's no different than a professional athlete, right? You have people who are recognized as the goats, right? Well, the goats train more than anybody else. They focus on the repetitions more than anybody else. They find new ways to do things. They become more efficient. I'm pretty sure Tom Brady is Benjamin Button because he just ages backwards. Yeah, he just but he does. He, do, he does. He does <laughs> things differently. I'm sure our Boston audience loves this. Yeah. So, um, you know, as, as we start to wrap up here, I think what's important is there's no wrong way to develop yeah. your career. There's no wrong way. However, there are things that you can do that can excel it in a significant way. So uh, first, thank you, Elevate Program, for being our first uh, live audience. Yes. Uh, Julie, what did you well, find? Your, oh, you I, have a comment. I, yeah, I have, so I have sorry, some more things uh, to say, Jazz. It's the People so, Purpose it's, Podcast with Julie. Yes, it is. <laughs> the, 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 the last thing, Jazz, yes, the last thing that, that I wanted to touch on is, is what, what Chaz mentioned about there being no wrong way. Um, there's also no one blueprint to how to go about growing your career. And again, if you think about the stories that Chaz and I told from the beginning, we're both in the same position. We both got here very different ways. So um, as long as you go about it with, um, with good intention um, and, and take that intentional mindset where you're making decisions in the best interest of what your future is going to be, then you're going to come out ahead. So I found my purpose today in that. What did you find your purpose in? Uh, I found my purpose in, in these folks inspiring me today. Yeah. I, I look around and I think, okay, I've, I've been there. I've been there. And you have a great opportunity ahead of you. And it's a good reminder for me that even though I'm much older, not a lot, but I'm much older, uh, <laughs> that that I still have opportunity and I can still. Sure. And, and it's never too late. I mean, we see those things on online all the time about folks in their 50s, 60s, 70s, actually starting a new career, starting a new venture. Right. So keep that in mind as well. Awesome. So a few reminders before we leave, don't forget to like and subscribe. Use the hashtag people purpose bottom social media sites like Twitter and LinkedIn. Also be sure to check out the latest research articles, blogs, the plethora of information that we have uh, at UKG's Workforce Institute by visiting workforceinstitute.org. Julie, that wraps us up. That's it. Thank you all for listening. Cheers, y'all. Bye.